Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt, Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. Go ahead. Um... Welcome, everybody, to the H2O Podcast. <laughs> My name is Jason Hunt. And I am Timothy Harvey. And it is, uh, let's let's turn three up slightly and two down slightly, and I think we'll be balanced, because I still don't have my uh, my wireless microphone working yet. Uh, and and Tim has a wireless microphone, but we have to find a balance. We have to find balance in the force. So we have balance, balance. Mr. Predicto, are we going to find balance tonight? Without hesitation, yes. Well. There we go. There we go. All right. So, no, no, no. I didn't ask you anything else. No. <laughs> <laughs> it has a mind of its own, doesn't that- it? It's it's a. Oh well, okay, all right. So, uh, and I just realized that we don't have a microphone ready for Mr. Predicto here. It's pretty loud. I'm I'm not sure. I'm going to have to. to Let us know if you guys can hear that. All right. So, welcome everybody. Yes, we are. uh, This is the H2O (laughs) podcast, and we're going to have a little bit of fun tonight because it's a weird week. Um, We got the Disney call tomorrow. We have. The, uh, the Reedy Creek stuff tomorrow. We've got the State of Union tonight. We've got Hogwarts Legacy out today. We've got all sorts of drama and mayhem and chaos. And so I thought, you know, we, and, and we've been meaning to do this for, for a yeah. few weeks now. So, um, <coughs> so we're going to do this. We're just going to sit for about 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes, and just ask Mr. Predicto various different questions. It's a very silly night. Folks. It's a silly night because we just need to blow off some steam. Don't expect anything <laughs> deep and meaningful here. We almost opened with, you know, E-I-E-A, Cthulhu, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which so, I guess, okay, that we should lead off with that. Will that? Cthulhu rise will cthulhu rise in 2023 all right so i if you want to grab mr predicto wave your hand across there is no doubt there is no doubt cthulhu well folks that's it (laughs) good night wrap it up (laughs) it's the end of the The world world as we we know it it. we'll get a copyright strike on that (laughs) thank you very much it was only a few seconds mr predicto could use his own mic (laughs) <laughs> we yes, are going to yes. copyright strike. It's, it's um, uh, yeah. Mr. Predicto needs a microphone, but what we'll do is I'll we'll I'll we'll hold it close to the microphones that we have because <laughs> I just flat ran out of time to get everything put together. So um, anyway, <laughs> it was kind of cool though. We could be talking about this, which meant I was able to years ago. I had and I, I I've still got the footage. The technology has gotten better now that I actually. So years ago, I tried to do a 1920s style silent movie. I love the 19. I love the. There's so much innovation in film in the 1920s because right. it was a brand new world, right? So, um, Cabin of Dr. Caligari came out. It's my like my all-time favorite film. And it shaped the cinema, everything about cinema, and still does. A huge impact on horror, on science fiction. Right. Um, we're still using a lot of the the visual tricks that they they pioneered then um, in various forms now. 
And I said, I'm like, I'm going to make a, 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 a riff on the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And um, so we did some filming stuff, and did it, but it was right at the beginning of HD. Mm-hmm. And a, our friend Kendall had an HD camera. Right. Like one of the very early ones. And I was super ambitious, and I bit off more than I could chew, and it never got finished because it was just like, well, we tried the thing, and then you get into the edit, and you can't make it work. Well, the yeah. technology has come along so far in terms of the editing stuff. I should give it a shot. But anyway, this cloak was what my, uh, the villain, uh, um, Christina Jeffries, mm. uh, amazing, amazingly talented uh, performer uh, who lives in New York these days um, with her family. Um, she was my villain, and she wore this cloak, and she was just wonderfully creepy in, the, in those scenes. Yeah. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman who is just can smile in that way that makes you go, oh no. This is bad. <laughs> and she made this cloak just very cool. So this has been sitting basically at the back of a closet for two apartments ago. Mm-hmm. And so it was you know, kind of fun to dig, dig this out and go, yeah, this is, re- this, this is still a really nice cloak. I have very few opportunities to wear cloaks <laughs> right. in my day-to-day life. Right. Um, so this was fun to be able to bring out. I think I the think cloak. the last time I think the last time I wore the Jedi robe was uh, the lightsaber challenge. Oh wow, yeah. Which was there when they when they made the attempt to uh, to the, have the world the most, record the right. world record of lightsaber people the battle lightsaber mm-hmm. battle little dog little dog I went to visit my parents not too long ago and they have a little dog an 18 18 month old uh-huh. <laughs> who is gigantic yeah. and who thinks that she is very small yeah um, and so it's always the really big ones that think they're lap dogs. Yeah, right? I, w- I would wake up in the morning and there'd be this giant dog on me, uh-huh. and it was just like, well, at least she's friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Hi. All right. So why don't we stay on the wide shot? Well, I'll I'll grab the other microphone. Okay. And we'll mic up Mr. Predicto, and I'll get little dog out of my way here, <laughs> and and let me do that real quick. And we can ask about. Kyle Brinks opening his mouth about the Watsy thing, although I haven't actually seen the quote yet, but apparently he said something about how uh, white, white, straight white males can't leave D and D fast enough for his taste. So I, I don't know anything I about it. Anything I'm, about I'm, I'm not gonna, not going to comment upon it until I find anything out about it. Especially considering that context, 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 context. Could have been mocking it. Don't know. Don't know. Having a clue. Uh, yeah. So you vamp. Sure. Um, hey, speaking of D&D, it's kind of amazing to watch somebody retreat quite as completely and as uh, grovelingly as Wizards of the Coast ended up doing. <laughs> Um, not that it's a complaint, um, but it is, um, <sighs> look, I completely understand businesses want, wanting to make money, all right? That's, that's what you do. But um, 
there's all bus businesses at some point or other make decisions that don't please their consumer base. That's just how things work. It's the it's just how reality is. But there are very few um, self owns as epic and as and as quickly turned around because I mean anyway. Um, the, the idea that uh, all of that actually played out the way it did was not what I was expecting. Um, but I'm glad because I, while I'm not much of a tabletop gamer anymore, um, I have a lot of friends who are. So I think that's, that's, it's nice to see when some really boneheaded decision, because I mean, look, whether you, for, for example, with DC, okay, because uh, one of our questions is, is will Henry Cavill ever find true love in a genre project? Um, but um, Well, let's ask Mr. Predicto. We are going to. It is best not to say no. <laughs> See? Okay. Are you on the payroll of James Gunn? Because I was very much a... I was going to say, because if you are, can you, can you have him Look call me? Yeah. Um, I, I'd I have some ideas about what I'd like to see on the horror side of DC. Yeah. Um, the, the Oh, and, and I, I need to, to also follow up on that, because there have been, in the last couple of days, there have been some stories about Constantine 2, mm -hmm. Constantine 2, Keanu Reeves, uh, basically, people saying it's not going to happen, and I saw something today from Entertainment Weekly saying that it's still in the works. So it, it looks like it's going to be an Elseworlds, I, it, thing. which it is. I mean, it is an Elseworlds. I think that the um, I think the one that's probably dead is the TV series the, because they were talking about they were talking about a. Um, a, a an HBO Max series, mm, mm -hmm. and um, from what I early, early stages I had seen, they were looking at um, a black lead for it, which I was fine because again, it's an it's an else it's going to be another Elseworlds anyway. Um, and they were the actor they were mentioning, I was like, I was like, okay, he's got an interesting look. It's going to be an alternate because I mean we've already had Keanu Reeves as Constantine. I'm not yeah. I'm not going to stress out about. It. I'm waiting for you know. I don't have Matt is not. <laughs> where he's supposed to be. Um, although I'm really curious what they're... Because Swamp Thing opens up the give me my sting from the 80s looking, chain-smoking, right. hard-drinking, that, That's how right you bring bastard. Constantine into the DC universe. Right, and, and you know, the potential for actually, I don't know, bringing a certain really, really incredibly well-cast actor uh, from Wales um, onto the big screen with uh, uh, yeah. getting to play the part the way that we all know he can um, would be really fantastic. And, and I guess they're talking about how Swamp Thing is going to be Horror. They're going to lean. Right. Which, when you if, if you were to do the pro, so if you're a huge, if you're a fan of Swamp Thing, then the Anatomy Lesson, Alan Moore, was really the defining uh, arc because it was going to get canceled. So Swamp Thing was 
Yeah. Um, uh, Bernie Wrightson and Len Wein had done, I think, a perfectly fine job with making a monster comic. But it, they were going to cancel it because of sales and thing. And so they're basically, the, they gave it to this kid. wasn't a kid, but this, this, young, this, this, this young British guy. Um, um, and they're like, yeah, we don't care. It's going to get canceled. And he's like, well, fine. Um, and <coughs> kicks off with, uh, was, is it John Totalbin? I think was the, was the artist. Um, kicks off this base-up body horror nightmare fuel. Mm. And suddenly it's a thing. And um, the problem is, is that there's so much backstory to get you to the anatomy lesson. Right. You have to know. It's. All, I mean, you could do it in like two movies. You spend the first movie setting everything up, and then the you go into sheer nightmare fuel with the anatomy lesson. The problem is, is that you don't have that kind of time. Right. You've got to grab the audience with that first film. So. Yeah, and they don't. And, you know, nowadays. Nobody has the right amount of patience for anything. If this was a, if this was like a, a if they had done this uh, for HBO Max, if this was like a, a ten episodes, six, six, eight episodes. Yeah. But what they'll probably do here, here's my prediction, and we'll we'll ask we'll ask him if I'm right here in okay, a minute. Okay. Yes. So here's my prediction: is that instead of going to um, the anatomy lesson and Jason Woodrue and and getting into the uh, because that's your, also your entryway to, to, to Constantine and and uh, American Gothic, that whole run, which would be great to adapt. Well, and you could also bring in Plant Man, and or Plant Master. Who who is it? Plant Master? Is is Jason Woodrue? Uh, yeah, Jason Woodrue is the Floronic Man. The Floronic Man. Right. Okay. Well, and that also leads you to Pamela Isley and right. and Poison Ivy and all these different entryways. And and I got a I got a gripe mm-hmm. because Grace Randolph. Who's very hit and miss? Grace Randolph comes in and well, she's got an opinion about the swamp thing. thing well, of course right? she does, but she's very hit and miss. I don't. Even... And she wants Swamp Thing to be about Poison Ivy because that's the only way you can make Swamp Thing work is to have Poison Ivy in it. It's like, no. Okay, so. Mm. I, I I get where she's going because the green and you add that yeah, layer of but, the... but no, okay, you, no, Grace. Um, I uh, look, I I <laughs> she's very hit and miss, and I, I have mixed feelings about. I mean, sometimes she says some interesting things, but most of the time, I and nothing against her personally. I don't I, know her personally. She could be a perfectly lovely human being, but I don't pay attention to what she says. I'm sorry, I don't. You don't pay attention to mostly anything that happens on the social media or the web or the mostly internet. Mostly because anything. none of it matters. Well, okay. I am going to I'm going to I'm going to pick a bone here with that because you sit there and say nothing none of it matters. I said mostly. Mostly. And and for the most part, you're right. In in some ways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change our lives. It doesn't do anything well, for our day-to-day thing. However, it behooves us, as doing what we do, to be aware of all of the different things what are circulating on the web. And, and in large part, I am. But for people like Grace Randolph, and again... Don't know her. She could be. She may be a very lovely person. Let's let's ask Mr. P- Mr. Predicto. Is Grace Randolph a very lovely person? Highly doubtful. Okay, there we go. So Grace, our apologies, uh, but but it's it's there been we go. it's been said. But the thing is, is that 
she's... Mm, there's a whole lot of people out there who claim to have inside knowledge of this, that, and the other thing. Right. And most of the time, they don't. And some some <coughs> do, and sometimes sometimes some people say the same thing often enough that eventually it comes true. And some people are like, some people really do have inside knowledge. And, and, and that's fine. That's great. So much of this stuff, by the time, because you and I have made films and, and, and worked on stories before, whether, you know, whether it's writing it or, or making it as a, a film, that... Whatever the plan was mm -hmm. versus whatever we end up with uh -huh. are often wildly different. <laughs> so having someone sit there and go, I got the scoop, the studio told me this, it's like, okay, that's fine. But what happens when it actually gets to the theater or the TV show or the right. novel or the right. comic or whatever? So I'm less concerned with that. Sometimes it's fun and interesting, but a lot of times it's just nonsense. And sometimes the nonsense can be very intriguing. It's like, ooh, what an interesting story that is. But you're reading it going, it's like that Ghostbusters story that came out of what, what the, the star or the sun or whatever from in the, over in the UK. Mm -hmm. It's like, Ghostbusters is going to be set in London. It's like, are you sure? Because well, it's coming out this fall. And there, no, uh, well, according to that, of course, we reported on it. Because according to that report, the production industry trade, you know, like the production listings has them shooting at least a piece of it no, no, in London. Not shooting in London. The story that came out, because I reported on it on, on the Saturday, a couple yeah. Saturdays ago. But if they're shooting in London, there's a piece of it that takes place in London. Not necessarily. If you're shooting over, like, say, Pinewood, it's a studio. It's not It's not shooting in London. It's. I mean, it's not taking place in London. It's shooting in London. And that just comes down to cost and whatever they're well, doing. I so see that. so but the but the way that particular story read, yeah. Insider says, it's like the story will take place in London. No, the story's taking place in New York. The two could be both they true. They could also be true, but it's again, the way it read was the story takes place in London, not part of the story. Which, so the, again, and this, I and I read that New York and London because London's got a lot of places where I, you could do the whole ghost thing. I there mean, certainly the is, but again, it, it, but but it's also a tabloid, right? So then you it, some again, so much of this stuff is considered what your sources. What publication in the UK is not a tabloid? Um, there's still a couple, <laughs> mostly they're locals. Um, but well, the thing is that there was money in tabloids. I mean, that's just that's where the money I mean, we're doing it wrong. How many? I mean, well, I mean, it, however you feel about Rupert Murdoch, his publishing side of his business is very successful, mm. um, and and there's just there's a market for it, right? So, so the thing the thing with all of this stuff, whether it's this rumor or that rumor or whatever, you know, this bit of insider knowledge that I got, um, is that some of these folks are wish casting. And they hear a thing, and that makes them think that this is happening, but there's no real basis for it. Let me see the finished thing. Let me see the thing, right? Right. You know, don't don't give me the rumor about what's happening to this character in comics, or or this this author's got to have a new book come out, but there's nothing in the there's nothing in the publication schedule, but it's coming out this fall, the secret novel. So let me let me posit this thought to you. <clears throat> Because you and I have both been in marketing. Sure. You guys, you, we've we've both been in uh, the production side of things sure. in terms of that. But, you know, graphic design and media production and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. <clears throat> Consider, if you will, 
that current year being what it is and the internet being what it is to me it almost seems like at times I'll I'll put the I'll put the little qualifiers in but it seems like you can almost see the internet and the fandom and whoever reacts to whatever trial balloon or rumor or whatever this is a giant macrocosm focus group absolutely that's exactly what it is so this is why i don't trust any of it because this is (laughs) but see the thing about it is though if you've got a rumor that indiana indiana jones is going to be replaced by by phoebe waller bridge's story and the internet goes ballistic for you no wait 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 let me say the internet goes ballistic for over a year on this rumor and the rumor persists various people reporting on it because not everybody can have the same source but they're all got people telling them this is going to happen and john williams comes in and says we're going to shoot a new ending folks i I don't look you can i I, perhaps i will be wrong and we'll ask in a minute um but here's the thing um this is not phoebe waller bridge is not going to do this no, she's not. She 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 wouldn't be doing this a year ago. This is not a decision she makes. This is not a decision. She is not going to take on this role, become the new Indiana Jones, because that's not what she's doing with her life. She has a completely different career path. She's going to show up in movies like this. She's going to do stuff, but she's a writer and a producer. Yeah. This is her thing. This is her job. She <coughs> likes having... She likes being in other people's projects, but she also likes controlling her own. Because, I get that, and so 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 this whole idea. But I'm, if you if this, you look at this is the no this is the other thing, the outrage machine. Well, there's that too. Sells whatever. But it this also, was never going to happen. Also this is consider, a dumb rumor. Also consider. Dumb rumor. Also consider Clint Eastwood, Kevin Spacey, before he hit hard times. I'm going to do this project here. Mm. I'm going to do this series of projects here. So I can get the money oh, sure. to go do my own thing. But but the thing is, is that she's not in any danger of, of not being able. Look, folks, it's not. A, it has. It was for most genre fans. It's not necessarily going to. I mean, if you're familiar with Fleabag, this gigantic hit that she had. I haven't seen it. British series. And it's not. It's not a genre series. It's a relationship series, and and so that you know depends on whether or not those things appeal to you. But it was a gigantic hit, and it made her a star. Okay, there's a reason why she has come in and helped write on other people's projects. Is because she's a widely regarded in the industry as a very fine writer, and it's, it's apparently there's been some ghost written stuff too that she's her name is not on. But that's just the that's the industry word is that she's really really good at what she does. Given given the state of the industry, that's not saying much to well, some people. But yeah, you know, everyone's opinions are going to vary. Yeah. But the thing is, is that this was to me. And again, we'll ask in a minute. I could be completely wrong, but it's always been a dumb, dumb rumor. And I, I, I mean, because A, that's not her, the career path that she is clearly on. It is, it was never, they tried replacing Indiana Jones once before. I know we all want to forget the movie, but it happened. That's a different kind of replacement, though. That's succession. That's same thing. That's succession. That's this, you this, inherit. But this the next is a thing. god. This is a goddaughter. So it's yeah. But goddaughter. Okay, 
It, they, it seems they, to me they it tried seems to family. Me, they tried me, family. On, it didn't hang work. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. It seems to <laughs> me that you're thing. not aware of what the rumor actually was. That she was replacing, she was going to become the new Indiana Jones. Yes, but the circumstances as to how she becomes the new Indiana which Jones. Which is, oh yeah. So, which is a completely dumb idea. The whole thing is dumb, guys. Guys, I'm, I'm, I, I will be. I will eat crow if it happens because I would be incredibly. Well, it's not going to happen now because they're shooting a new ending, according to John Williams, because he has to do new music for it. <laughs> it was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. That you don't know. I am almost one hundred percent. That you don't. I will know. happily eat crow when it ha- if I'm if I'm proven wrong. But I am almost one hundred percent. Oh well, it's not going to happen now. Because... That it was never going to happen. Yeah, I'm see, almost. And there's no way we know. There's no way for any of us to know. It'll that. come out if it did. Somebody, somebody will talk, guys. <laughs> conspiracy theories are mostly always dumb because people talk. They just do. And people are crap at keeping secrets. And the reason I say <clears throat> the reason I say that my bingo card is fill in the blank this year is Ooh. because conspiracy theory to reality is generally about three to four weeks right now. So it's okay, so let's ask Mr. Mr. Predicto uh-huh. what are the odds that Mr. Harvey is mostly right about Phoebe Waller Bridge's career path? I, that's rather broad, but Told you, it has. Ha- it, you will be insufferable for a year. Oh God, I'm, I was insufferable before. I wasn't planning on stopping. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on but that. I, no, it's just. I mean, this sort of thing. This sort of thing is is again. I, I think this is part of the marketing in some degree. Is they this some of these things that make it out are like, ooh, let's get people talking about. It. Let's get them angry. And the, oh, it's the rage bait marketing, which, which has become a thing. And it's yeah. quite frankly, I'm appalled. <clears throat> And disgusted, and it makes me angry. And it's one of the reasons that I, I get so annoyed with the the rumor machine is because so much of it is just I want you to be talking about my thing, right? And I don't care if you're talking good or bad about it because it's the internet and outrage sells. Well, it, you look a, at that's why that's why we got three seasons of Batwoman. It upsets me. We got three seasons of Batwoman because not not because anybody was watching it, because nobody was watching it. It was like three hundred thousand people were watching this the show, but it got three seasons because people were talking about it on social media. At this point, uh, three hundred thousand, depending on the on the on the network, is real numbers. Mm, yeah, the way uh, things are spread out, the way uh, look. Uh, Walking Dead shows. Look at the numbers on those shows. Hugely popular, but the numbers are not great. Yeah, but how are the numbers compared to what they were, what, how many years now? Well, but the thing is, is oh, God, they're minuscule compared to what they were at the beginning. The Walking Dead, Walking Dead show numbers for as, for as, I mean, you look at AMC's numbers, and they are they are looking at their internal numbers, what, what matters to them, mm-hmm. and, and whatever finance deals and however they're making their money, right? And lawsuits. Lawsuits and how they're also, you know, laying people off and right. rolling things down like everybody else. Yeah. So this is this is one of those things where I, I I get I get we're all used to talking about the numbers of a show. And and I'm not defending Batwoman. I've never watched an episode of Batwoman. You haven't missed anything. And and the thing is is that and again it's not me avoiding Batwoman on purpose. It's the fact that there's too much stuff for me to watch. 
and I don't get to watch. I am scrambling. We have a Foreign Bodies episode coming up, <laughs> and I am scrambling to get all of the films watched. Is that supposed to happen this weekend? That's Saturday. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... I'll have to figure that out. So, yeah, I mean, there's this... There's this uh, it's a challenge for time, right? And so, the... I mean, I would love to see a successful Batwoman series, a successful Batwoman, you know, a Batgirl movie, whatever it is. You know, these things that, that, that don't work out or aren't particularly good, I'd love to see a successful one. I've had mixed feelings about the Arrowverse from the beginning. Yeah. And there's some good... I've been very entertained by some of those. That's some, some of it's it. been pretty good, yeah. And some of it, I've been like... I mean, I, I realize we are just all over the place tonight. Um, the, you know, as popular as Arrow was... Mm. It was Batman. Um, it was Batman with with a bow and arrow, and and there's nothing wrong with that because kind of Green Arrow in the early days of the comic kind of was Batman with a bow and arrow because he had its own he had an arrow cave he had an arrow, arrow car and a plane and it, I mean yeah. so I mean gone but yeah I mean I just don't I hear these rumors I hear this stuff and I'm like whatever I mean because I I don't most of the time it to me. It doesn't make sense in terms of the industry or the people involved. And, I mean, at this point in his career, Harrison Ford has zero to lose. He's, right. he's an institution. Right. And so he, the fact that he honestly does seem to be excited about the movie, that's great. That's, that I care about. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm hoping that it's good. I am too. And but... I go in with this this cautious optimism. But at the same time, over the last five, ten, however many years, fans have been burned more often than we haven't. Well, and I think about that... a lot of different things, both film and television. Yeah, I think there's there's something that, and I don't know, and maybe it's a, maybe it's an aspect of my getting older, probably. Um, and just looking at this stuff, I mean, the, the sheer number of sequels we get, mm -hmm. for example, the idea that they're all going to be good is a fascinating one when we know they're not. So we, we, we get, <clears throat> you get this all the time, and it's like you and I are old enough to remember yes. um, the early days of such things. Because I, I, kids, I know this is going to come as a shock. But it used to be there weren't a lot of sequels. <laughs> um, if you wanted sequels, you went to the movie theater and you watched the serials. And you got those in five minutes yeah. every week. And then, and then a couple of years, you got a brand new serial with the, you know, Captain Cody or, or you know, this, this Western hero or the Lone Ranger or whatever it was. Those Captain were, Marvel. Those were your, your, you got, those were your sequels. You didn't get, you very rarely got a, when Westerns were huge, you very rarely got a sequel to, right. to those. They were right. all indie stories. Um, um, when you were doing crime pictures or film noir detective films, you very rarely got somebody playing you, sometimes you did with like the thin man but the thin man was mostly comedy it was a little mostly comedy with a little bit of and those, mystery and those were mostly standalone enough that you didn't have to see any of the exactly others. now the first one goes into the second one directly right but the rest of them are pretty much on their own so I mean, uh, it used to be a fairly big deal when a sequel happened when the two jakes came out the idea of a sequel to chinatown yeah was yeah, kind of like remember, was kind of like 
I remember the chatter what? on that. Yeah. Um, so when now superhero films, superhero films and science fiction films have been really since the eighties. This is when this started to happen. The action movies, yeah, you, know, you got your your sequels there. But the thing is, is that so many of these things, the first film is new and fresh, and then because you want both the studio and the fans want more of the same. They want the to thing a point, that to yes. a point, right? Yeah. So the problem is, is that more of the same can often become formula. Yeah, boring. and 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 this this is the challenge that you get with sequels. So, you know, Star Trek sequels, Star Wars sequels, um, uh, superhero movies. You end up with this thing where it's the and and it's mixed track record, right? Where you've got. Um, them trying to recapture and and sometimes it's really really obvious where you can watch you can watch the movies do this to try and recalibrate and that's one of the things the marvel movies have been good for so you can watch iron man iron man 2 iron man 3 just kind of do this with trying to figure out right, yeah. what is and the, and what's interesting is that the best iron man stories are not his solo films they're the avengers movies it's the way that works huh when that, you're doing it all correctly which DC has not done. Well, and you look at the same. It's the same thing with Thor, is that you get to you. Have, uh, there's been four Thor. Four. This is a. This is a hard thing to say. It's a, it's four. Four. Thor, Thor films. Films. Um, and the thing is, is that people really regard one of those four films as like this really fantastic movie, and and you know, a real mixed bag on the other ones, and yet the best Thor stories are happening over in the Avengers movies. Mostly this stuff is happening in two Avengers movies. Mm -hmm. When you look at all the different films that are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the two films that everybody talks about are not the solo pictures. I think part of that is because the solo pictures are not, comparatively speaking, are not... Amb as ambitious, exactly. Well, right. Oh, yeah. As no the ensemble pictures, right. because right. you have a lot going on in those ensemble oh, sure. pictures. Oh, sure. I, I think I think that there's this. Um, you know, you look at for let's use the original series Star Trek movies for example, right? Yeah. We we do the the first the first motion picture comes out, and if you're a Star Trek fan, you were in that theater for a film that was okay. Okay, looked great. Oh yeah. Aside from the fact that everyone's wearing pajamas, <laughs> um, but it's and it's a fantastic. You know, performances are all there. Everything you want, not great. Um, Wrath of Khan comes out. Everyone's like, "Wow, here yeah. we go." Um, See, and I think I think also Star Wars and Wrath of Khan. For all that they are great movies, fantastic movies, I think they also set up an expectation that Star Trek, Star Wars from the get-go was this way, but then you had Star Trek too, and then now the expectation is that all science fiction is action, pew, 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 pew. And Star Trek was not action pew 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 when it started in the 60s right yeah and star trek the motion picture is not action pew 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 and then wrath of khan comes in 
and it's all pew pew pew. Interestingly enough, I, t- I, I, I although it's not necessarily, it's I guess the one of the lesser Star Trek movies. Search for Spock is a step back from the action. There's action in the movie, no, but it's less about it's about the people. It's about the crew, right? And and I actually I'm a big fan of the Search for Spock. Oh, it's a good movie. Uh, in large yeah. part because of A, it's a direct continuation of Wrath of Khan, which I think was, right. was I mean, narratively that was very cool. You've essentially got a trilogy there with two, three, and four. Right. Yeah. And and yet as popular as four is, it is one of the ones that has aged the not it's it's not it's not it's never gonna be a bad movie to me, but it hasn't aged as well. Because it is so clearly a comedy, and yeah. that's fine. There's nothing wrong with Star Trek and comedy. I like it. I like. I, I enjoy that film. I like the Lower Decks. I I think that there's been fun. You know, when when Star Trek has allowed itself to be funny, a lot of times it's a lot of fun to watch it be funny. Mm. But it also there's moments in that in that film where I'm like, you went for the joke. That's fine. The joke is funny. And yet, no. Okay, whatever. You know, I'm, but the, the thing is, I'm also still, I'm also still entertained. Yeah. And so, see, and that's a that's a key component because a lot of complaints that I hear last four or five years, you know, entertain me, tell me a good story, don't don't preach at me, don't give me a message, don't just just tell me a good story. Well, tell me something that entertains me. Sometimes me. sometimes those stories do have messages, and sometimes they do preach. And, and there's a balancing act there, right? And the message, if it's subtextual, but yet, it works well, better. But so, sometimes textual is there too. Um, but the thing is, is that people say that, and yet they still want the Snyderverse back. I think it's a very 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 vocal. Minority oh, absolutely. of people writer, but with the Snyder thing. But the thing is, the the, 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 the the internet magnifies that, right? So you get this; <clears throat> they end up with a bullhorn. And look again, if you enjoy the Snyder films, that's great. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Um, you've if you've tuned in before, you may have heard the fact that we have issues with them. There's good stuff there, right? Some. Um, there, I, I think there's some, some good stuff there. Quite frankly, aside from the fact that all of the villains look beige, um, sorry, <laughs> they do. Um, there have been, you know, I, I, nobody will ever beat Terrence Stamp, but I enjoyed Zod. I enjoyed yeah. the the Snyderverse versions of Zod because yeah. he 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 had a motive. There was, I mean, and whether you whether yeah. you thought whether you liked the motive or not, the fact is is most villains. Whether it's in genre or or villains in general, it's I, like yeah, yeah. wait, wait I, I'm sorry, are you twirling your mustache just so, to twirl your mustache? So let's so let's do this. Let's let's go the last <laughs> let's go the last ten minutes. We'll do like lightning round with Mister. Okay, sure. Because we haven't asked the crystal ball that much, and we've asked some episode, critical questions. I mean, yeah. come on, you know, the critical questions. Yes, people people but, needed to know all right, so, if Henry Cavill is going to find true love in a genre project. Have have we answered that question? I don't think we have. All right. Will Henry Cavill find true love in a genre, a science fiction, fantasy, or a horror project of some sort? The answer is yes. 
Warhammer okay. Warhammer, Warhammer fans, 40K. this is this is it. You've heard it right here. This is going to be the one. Warhammer is going to be the one, uh, uh, unless he's the next Bond. Um. So so here's the thing. He could be Bond. Here's the thing. I don't want him to be Bond. Not because I don't think he could be he could be Bond. I think he could be an excellent Bond. Yes. Um. But <clears throat> the Warhammer universe is. I have zero interest in playing the game. I just want you. To, <laughs> but and and I also am. I'm, there's, there's a lot of story potential there. There's a lot of story potential there. And honestly, as a horror fan and a science fiction fan, it is a series that runs both. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's the long been the f- amused sort of grinned fan theory that uh, Event Horizon, the, the science right, fiction horror right. film, the one good Anderson genre picture... Um, and I, I really enjoy that movie. It's really well made. Um, it's surprising considering how many bad genre pictures he's made. Um, again, if you if you enjoy the the Resident Evil films, now are we talking about Wes Anderson or Paul W. S. Paul Anderson? W. Paul W. Yeah, yeah. Wes Anderson's <laughs> horror movie is something I would like to see because I'm very <laughs> curious what he would do. Because Wes Anderson movies can be very entertaining, but he's never really. He's always got this sort of whimsical alternate uh-huh. reality. All right. But will, it, will Wes Anderson ever make a horror film? I was gonna. Okay, so the the, com- the discussions he's been having with A twenty four are clearly not going anywhere at this I time. Guess, yeah. um, <laughs> but the Warhammer Warhammer's got real potential because the story is so interesting. Mm. My only question is, with what I with again, I don't know enough about the series. It's but I know that it's basically a bunch of different stories. So what would who would be? What's the through line for Henry Cavill in this? Right. That's what I'm curious about. But I mean, it's it's so, intriguing. The other the other question with regard to Superman. All right. Will he have trunks? Oh. This is very important. It is. It is very important. The signs say no. That could be a problem. That could be a problem. I uh, so I I'm actually this is my prediction. <coughs> Is that James Gunn is a fan of the trunks, and we're going to get? Oh, the trunks. I think we're going to get the trunks because. Uh, and I came up. I, I thought of a story reason for this because we were talking about mm-hmm. this after after you and I talked about DC. I did I did bunker the next day talking right, about yeah. it. There is a story reason for him to wear the trunks, because if you consider the original origin of Superman, right? Yeah, Siegel and Schuster first coming up with the character and all of this. The design of the costume was based on circus strongmen, mm-hmm. right? right yep. The leotard and the whatever. So, given that Superman, given that Clark Kent is not really an alien because he grew up in Kansas, and given that Mom made the costume, I grew up in Kansas though too, and and it is and a different country. Yeah, but you're not. <laughs> it's you're a, not. It's a whole different you're world. You're insufferable. You're not alien. So yeah, there's there is a difference. So you have you have Ma and Pa Kent who come up with the idea if they go with the John Byrne type of thing. Sure. They right. come up with the with the disguise, the Superman persona, mm-hmm. right? And Jonathan Kent remembers the circus strongmen from when he was a kid and there's there's there there's your in universe justification sure. for the costume yeah, yeah. I, I, because it, it, because superman's not the alien 
Wonder Woman is the alien. Superman is not the alien. The the challenge, I think, the the cool, the well, the potential wise, and when it comes to story, is that you can really play off the fact that there are the history of Clark's parentage and and his his or his Kryptonian origins means you get some cool things you can play with like the eradicator or mm-hmm. the ver- or depending on the version of brainiac because in some versions right, brainiac right. has been a, a kryptonian invention um and i just watched the the legion of superheroes oh yeah supergirl how's it it's okay yeah i mean want, it one writer yeah i should i should write add, something on add it add that to the list of the but reviews I, yeah I, well i think the the if you haven't seen it folks the animation style is kind of interesting mm. um it's it's a i would say it's an elseworlds Okay. Okay. Uh, right. Because it's because it's a it's all there have been so many different versions of the Legion of Superheroes at this point, and I grew up with like the Legion that was popular in the eighties, and that version is long gone. <laughs> <laughs> but there've been there been there've been so many attempts. DC has tried. It was a huge hit back in the eighties as a comic, and then it just lost. They brought that creative team back. Not too long ago, I think. During, during yeah, the and, and they then they and they gave folks they gave like some some like. You know, it's going to run for twelve issues or twenty-four issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was always a contained Limited, story, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but it never—it's never quite caught on the same. Teen Titans is the same way with Teen Titans. It's like back in the '80s, it was this gigantic yes. hit. Yes. Um, and but anyway, um, that's because of George Perez and how he drew hair. It really—you know what? <laughs> that's not wrong. Um, but along with everything else that he drew, I mean, not just the hair, but. But it, yeah, the so it, it's the the Legion of Superheroes is kind of an interesting version of it because it gives you a Supergirl mm. that is um, what we're, what we're going to see to not some degree. Tom, not Tom King's Supergirl. No, but, okay. we're, but we are we are going to see. I think this this you know the same kind of um, uh, she doesn't fit in the same way that Clark does, yeah. right? So right. so she's troubled. So he basically sends her. He says, look. Go train here. We, I, I, I have friends in the future. They have an academy. Go train there. So it's her and a bunch of the other characters that you know mm. from uh, various different versions of the Legion as the other cadets. Gotcha. So it's. I'm like, well, that's kind of. Fun. I've got it up st- uh, in 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 the in the pile. We just haven't. haven't Fair warning. I was and DC does this with their animated pictures. Is that this is not necessarily a kids. Yeah. Cartoon. Um, there is a there's a there are some shocking moments of violence. They fit the story, mm-hmm. I would say. Right. But again, there's this idea that that American audiences often have that animation is for children. Yeah. This is. This I'm not, is not sure what it's those. rated. Um, uh, it should be at least. I don't know. It's, it should be at least PG-13. It there's, probably is. There is one very distinct swear word. Um, that. I get why they put it there. It's unnecessary, Usually but I is. I get why they put it there. Mm. Um, and there's a couple moments of of actually bloody violence no. uh, with involving kryptonite. So okay. get a little stabby. So fair warning um, <coughs> if you're you know if your kid is a teenager yeah. by all means. But if you're looking for like a young so um, give give me uh, give me a, a wild question for Mister Predictor. Hmm. Um. It's all wild. 
Yeah, okay, while you're thinking. Yeah, I'll probably will, be there for a second. Will Kathleen Kennedy finally go away? That is a likely outcome. You realize how <laughs> vague a response that know, is, I know, though. I know, but I can breathe easier now. Again. Will <laughs> Nelson Peltz get a seat on the board? So this That's is a cop out. The, welcome to the prediction business. <laughs> it's all a cop out. Right. The it's beautiful, like the weather. It you're it, it's right until it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. You say that. Five o'clock somewhere. We're going like grand scheme of things. Well, right. then yes, that's true. Sure. Yeah, I think it's it, it's interesting. The 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 landscape of all of this is is so wide open. You look at you know, there's for I was reading an I can't remember who was writing who what article it was who who put it out, but it was. The future of Star Trek, for example, and they're talking about how yeah. Strange New Worlds is really popular and it's really it's really well made and you know it gives it's giving a lot of a lot of the fan base what they want out of a Star Trek show, but it's not the future of of the franchise because it's a prequel. Yeah, and so the what that future is, and the thing is, is that you get to things like Star Trek and Star Wars, these these things that we've had around for a long time, and they're trying new things and that's good because they have to you can only give them you can you can hearken back to certain things like strange new world is doing but you can't re, you're never going to reproduce the original series you're right. never going to reproduce the next generation yeah. you're never going to you, you're you, you can't Although these are impossible everything that i'm hearing so far about picard season 3 seems to indicate that Terry Metalis has come close. Well, and the thing is, is that that's great, but once that's done, what do you do? And I think that one of the things that, that however you feel about, and again, just using Star Trek as an example, um, the, the various shows and things that have happened over the you know this last little period of time, the fact is, is that everything there, all of these hit, whether it's hit or miss, they're trying to take keep the franchise going. They're trying mm -hmm. to keep the storytelling going, and that's what, as fans, we've basically decided that we want. We want these things. We want. We don't just want Star Trek novels. Remember Star Trek novels? Yes, I have a bunch of them. Um, you don't hear much about Star Trek novels anymore. We we'll we'll get we'll get an occasional. I don't get review copies anymore because we haven't done reviews in forever. But. Um, uh, Dayton Ward mm -hmm. and Keith DeCandido and and various different authors will post on their Facebook the you know cover reveals and what yeah. John Jackson Miller and so but in terms so of we'll get those but we don't get a whole lot of publicity right and in you, terms of any there was a like time that. when no it was every month that we got a new book every month yeah so um, but it's 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 a different publishing landscape yeah. too so so speaking of Star Trek the the discussion that we had. Um, today on Bunker with regard to Doomcock versus Robert Meyer Burnett. 
uh, has sparked a little bit of conversation in our Discord, and that gives me a chance to promote our Discord server, along with all of our other social media platforms, and Mrs. Boss can show those. Can she? There they are. There are all of our social media places where you can find us and connect with us and shout at us and tell us what you think. And uh, um, we'll... we'll We'll have to we'll have to bring Mr. Predicto out on on occasion uh, every every now and again. The question to, is is are we going to return to do this next week? Are we? Going I mean, that's to, a critical. It's a critical question. I mean, is, are we going to come back for another show next week? Well, okay then. See? All right, so everybody will have to come back <laughs> next Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Uh, and we might might have a little bit more serious conversation about some things. I don't know. No we'll promises. No, no promises. Not promising a thing. So, anyway. <laughs> that thing just comes out of nowhere sometimes. You, I'm all right. Is Jason going to live? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Measure says, I find it strange the Enterprise F is appearing in Picard Season 3. That ship was fan-designed in a contest for the game Star Trek Online. It would seem to make canon. It is canon now. Mm-hmm. Yep, it absolutely is. Hey, I, think it's Bill, I think it's Bill Krause, I think, is the designer. You he's, know what? He's got a number of ships that are in the show. I mean, if there's a, if there's a cool design, then, then there is one of the Doctor Who logo sequences. Uh-huh. Was fan designed. Yes, and, uh, Capaldi's first one. Yeah, and and it was it was a fan design, and Moffat went, "Hey, yeah, that looks great. Can Let's we have hire that?" This kid. And, well, and and the the reface on Skywalker, mm-hmm. the fan one was better than the one that Lucasfilm did. So Lucasfilm hired the hired the right, guy that yeah. did it. So mm-hmm. you know, and he, I think he may be the one doing the one. Doing the stuff on Harrison Ford. It wouldn't for surprise 85. me. Yeah. So I think the the fan fan oh, you know. Point to Hondo. Mazur says all answers point to Hondo. Do all answers point to Hondo Owanaka? Yes, I am sure. Well, there okay. we go. All right, Mazur well, says. Guess... All right, that's going to do it for us tonight, folks. Thanks very much for being here. Um, lots of stuff going on. Disney call tomorrow. Uh, Ranker pit Thursday night. It's, it's busy. It's a busy week. So, so pay attention to the socials, pay attention to discord. We'll keep you updated. We'll be back next week. So, Oh wait, before we go, yes. Don't we have a hometown team in a game? Isn't that this weekend? Do we want to ask that question? Why not? I think we have to. Will the Kansas City Chiefs win the big game bowl thing? It is a strong possibility. (laughs) (laughs) Just vague enough, folks. Good night. Good night. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio, copyright 2023, by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio.